Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Yeah, pretty cheap. I can't get over that. Hello. Hi. Oh, are, are we rolling? We're rolling. We're live. We're rolling. doing. What's that called when you do sound effects for movies? Foley. 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 It's just Foley. A right? Foley stage. Yeah. 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 Sweet. I'm. I'm here with the Foley stage. That's thunder and lightning <laughs> and a horrible tropical rain. Hurricane Janet <laughs> on its way from the Gulf of Mexico. I have a feeling we wouldn't make very much money. No. We could probably be good at it. Yeah, if we put our minds to it. Yeah. We could do anything if we put our minds to it. We just need the right tools. Yeah. You know that guy we had a couple years ago at the Vancouver Christmas Project? Mm-hmm. He had like all the little tools mm-hmm. and sound effects. Except I was very disappointed in his door. Oh, the door was a little weak, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't sound like a door shutting at all. It just sounded like a smack. It was just like... But she made like a little door on hinges and put a doorknob on it and everything. Yeah, it looked cute. But it didn't sound like a door. It didn't sound like a door. It was cute, though. Should have just dropped a big chunk of wood on the floor. Bam! Yeah, Or anyway. brought in a door. But, uh, yeah... So here we are, episode 108. 108. Worshipministrycatalyst.com, I remembered. Good. Email uh, david at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Or Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. We're on facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst. Catalyst. And even more exciting, I'm on Facebook now. Kevin is on Facebook. And I'm actually like posting stuff on Facebook. I know, I saw that. I was impressed. You know, because some people I've noticed... Like, I'll friend request them and stuff, and they'll accept my friend request or whatever it's called, however that works. And uh, and then I'll go to their page, and they, like, have very little stuff. Um, although, truth be told, I haven't put any pictures or anything up. I just rely on my wife to tag me in all the pictures. So, um, <laughs> Oh, twitter.com slash WMCatalyst before oh, yeah. I forget. Sorry. And voicemail. one 818 4339. Yep. Yeah, I, was, I watched your video you put up of of your song. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh the video from the marriage mm-hmm. uh the little marriage workshop I went to. Yeah, so Yeah, that was that was cool. I obviously I didn't take it. Uh um one of the uh one of the guys uh, the participants at the at the workshop um he just randomly pulled out his phone and he's like, "Hey, you want me to email that to you?" I'm like, "Sure." And then he emailed it to me. I'm like, "Hey, Facebook. I'm on Facebook now. <laughs> I could put this on Facebook. Yeah. Because I've never really done anything like that. Cool. It was fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can interact with us online. We'd love to interact with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've got a few more likes on our Facebook page. We, we really Yay. need to like push that and do some like effort on getting some more people to like us on. Please like Do us. some like contests or something because we've got tons of people like listening to the podcast. But, um, so let me just episode ask. Episode 108. 108. Let me, since we're talking about Facebook and since I'm still a novice at Facebook, um, what happens when someone likes something like worship ministry callous what what's the point or that's the purpose? a good question kevin i'm glad oh, you asked thank you <laughs> well the biggest thing that happens um is it's kind of like when you become friends with someone then their information their status updates show up in your feed so when you like something and you can choose not to but so what like our our podcast and our blog are all fed through our facebook page too so if you like our Facebook page, then you'll you'll see the podcast come on there. Uh, you'll see any other posts that we do will come through your Facebook page. So it's very convenient. Yeah. So you don't have to leave Facebook. Stay on Facebook always. Yeah. My All dream. Day long. That's that's been my dream. <laughs> Since the moment I signed up for Facebook, I was like, I can't wait to get to the place where I'm on it all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I need to get off of Facebook. <laughs> I gotta get off. Oh <laughs> so, mercy. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find the balance because, like, I I I do big pendulum swings where I'll go and be like super Mister Social Network guy and like spend tons of time on Twitter and and Facebook, and, and then I'll get busy it. and go the opposite uh, and just like totally neglect it altogether. Everyone's so like, sure, "Where did like, you go?" Yeah. So some of the people that I interact with, they must they probably notice the pattern. Like, hey, you're back. Yeah. You know, I I, I think I wouldn't be a very good. Um, celebrity you know like a like a big name actor or whatever because you know all the big celebrities these days are like they're constantly you know tweeting and stuff and i think i just get annoyed of people knowing that much about me because you know when you have like a million twitter followers Mm -hmm. um it's like they i mean they they get those updates right like every time you tweet something well just think like if 0.01 percent of the people replied to something you said uh, and you have a million followers. What is that? That's like a thousand. Yeah, a thousand replies. Yeah, ten thousand replies, something like that. Yeah, just a point oh one. Yeah, reply back. <laughs> That's annoying. So yeah, that would be uh, that'd be a lot to handle. Yeah, you'd have to pay somebody to go through all that. I wonder if they. I wonder if they I have someone they like uh, some you know manager or press press guy who just handles their Twitter account for them. Could be. And like you know, you think you're getting this post from you know. Ashton Kutcher and or they just ignore everybody or that too or that like, too I follow Conan O'Brien and I'm pretty sure he doesn't respond to anybody do you ever re- do you ever reply back to no his I post? I do I do put like um I've done this a few times if I get frustrated like with an ESPN commentator I'll put their name in there <laughs> to see if see if I can get uh get their attention get their attention and I never have yet but like Mark May drives me nuts oh and largely because he is always um very negative on Ohio State he's and he's Big a hater. Ten in general but like he's just a hater all the time always even even when they're winning or ha- have won a game he still can't say anything positive oh. I'm like and so, like, I'll, I'll say things about Mark May. It's like, ESPN should fire Mark, Mark May because there are a lot of Buckeye fans who can't stand him. <laughs> and like, I, so I like uh, I like Ohio State Buckeyes on Facebook, mm-hmm. and they put up a post last year about Mark May, oh. some kind of sn- you know snide comment, and it got like a hundred thousand likes. Oh, <laughs> well, that should get so, his attention. Yeah, so you know, 
It's not just me. It's it's a, it's a pretty global. There is it's a global phenomenon <laughs> that people hate Mark May. But no, I haven't done. I haven't actually tried to you know talk to anybody. Well, I've tried Paul Blosh a couple times. Right. Um, when we were doing that book, he never wrote. Well, back. no, I was. It was another thing. He, <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but there was something funny, and so I was responding with some sarcastic things, and he was like, he was responding to. To stuff, but he didn't use my name, and like I'm, I was like, I'm sure he's responding to me. Oh, of what so it's I like said. a, ge- it's like a generalized yeah, response didn't that didn't and include like, you. So, I could, I could have been famous. <laughs> but um, actually, Paul is very active on Twitter. Exactly. See these these celebrities and artists and stuff. Man, I, I don't think I'd make it in the social world. Well, if that's all you're doing, though, I mean, if you're doing music, yeah. and yeah. then interacting with your fans you could probably do i guess if that was like my job to just like sit on the tour bus and tweet we're doing it right now i guess we are but we're not tweeting no we should tweet we should start tweeting while we're Uh, podcasting come on you know how hard it was to get me on facebook (laughs) it's gonna be another 10 years till you get me on twitter all right we should we should we should be posting stuff to our facebook page while we're podcasting yeah we should be tweeting and facebooking while podcasting simultaneously So yeah, here we are, episode 108. Here we go. After Easter, we're still scraping ourselves off the floor. Recovering. Just like we've had, I think we've done two or three, four or five podcasts probably on the topic of recovering after Christmas and Easter. Yeah, like every year we talk about it, don't we? So yeah, so here we are once again recovering from Easter. Good Easter though. How was your Easter? It was good. Um, busy? Yeah, busy. Yeah. Super busy because we were starting that whole new room thing at the same time. And did you did you launch it on Easter? Well, we did our Saturday night service in that room for the Saturday night Easter service, and then we used it as an overflow room on Sunday morning. Um, then we launched the actual service the next week. Wow. So, like, the whole five, you know, four weeks leading up to Easter and then a week or two after Easter have been like constant getting ready for Easter kind of busyness. Wow. So, but we're all, we're almost done. Uh, We've had one huge problem. Which was? Is the, okay, so I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you not to buy a product. (laughs) This is, this is the portion where we endorse our sponsors. (laughs) And, um, if anyone from this company is listening to this podcast, I apologize. Customer service was pretty good trying to work with the problem. It's just that the product is really bad. Um, <laughs> it's just a lousy product. Yeah. And that is the TriCaster, which is our video switcher. Oh. And it was like we paid like $8,500 for this thing. Wow. Right? It, it just switches videos? Yeah, well, it switches video. It's got a, a hard drive so you can record the the stuff and it can send the video out over the network. And oh. So it does some stuff and you can you know work in videos and do nice transitions between them and stuff like that. Wow, that's spendy. Yeah, it is spendy. <laughs> and first, you know, you spend for that much money on something. you want something to work. <laughs> you expect it to work. Yeah. And uh, um, so we had problems with the first one, had audio problems. So got on with customer service. They shipped us a refurbished one that was we were supposed to use in the meantime, but it had hard drive problems and crashed. So I'm like, you know what? We got to go with somebody else because mm. we've had two big problems in the first couple months that we've had this product. Wow. And 
we don't have a full-time person dealing with this. We have a bunch of volunteers and a part-time person and we've got to have something that just works. Mm. And so if this is going to be the way it's going to go, then we're going to have to go with somebody else. And, you know, and it might work really great for other people. Um, not working for Maybe you. we just got a couple lemons. Uh, but anyway, so we're still figuring that out and what product we're going to go with to replace it. We're looking at Black Magic. Wow. Sounds very occultish. Yeah, it sounds very like you wouldn't want that in your church, but Ooh. it's a company blackmagicdesign.com and so we're looking at some of their products and maybe exchanging ours for one of theirs and hopefully we'll have something that works a little bit better part of the problem is is that this is a the TriCaster is a computer it's actually built on Windows Vista I think which everyone knows about Vista sucks and so um, so I think that's part of the problem uh, this the new one we're getting it, it's basically hardware you know like you're switching hardware to hardware not some mm-hmm. kind of software based thing so mm-hmm. hopefully that might be um, a better situ- a solution for us but we'll just have to wait and see but yes the, the services are running we've done two weeks now where we've piped video into that service and mm-hmm. we've got uh, a local guy who's helping us loaning us some equipment in the meantime so until we can get this figured out and um, so we've been able to actually do what we're planning on doing. It's just been a nightmare yeah. on the video end of things. Yeah. And like, I went home after this last Saturday night service and I said, um, I would, I can't wait until the video stuff is done <laughs> so that I can leave nor- at a normal time on Saturday night and have to sp- not have to spend an hour or two or three after Saturday night service trying to make sure we've got everything running on Sunday morning for wow. the video. So, so we're very motivated to get this figured out the right get way. Get it done. Um, Yikes. So, but yes, the service is running. It's going. It's going. So we've, talk to us, talk to our podcast listeners about um, you know, because I imagine there might be some people who uh, are in a place where they're thinking about uh, changing their service format or switching times um, or maybe even expanding or adding a service or, uh, you know, doing a, a remote simulcast service. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience with this whole thing and just um, ideas and thoughts and suggestions you'd have for anyone listening who might be interested in in those kind of uh, varying their service one way or another. Okay, so it's a lot more complex than you think. <laughs> it Good. Is. So, so for everyone <laughs> listening who's thinking about doing it, basically it's going to be horrible. It's hard. It's hard. Don't do it. Oh. It's it's a logistical nightmare. Uh, it's not a nightmare. It's just it takes a lot of thinking. So, like, so for instance, for that service, so we have two services going on. And then we're sending live video from the service in the sanctuary back to another room of the sermon. So that means your timing has to be pretty much precise in both services. So I plan 25 minutes of worship in the traditional service and 23 minutes of worship in the contemporary service. And then um, then we have a greeting time at the end of the at the end of the worship and the contemporary service to give us a, a couple minutes of a buffer in case you know we're not right on schedule where we should be. So we can come in with the video whenever we need to. Um, so it's a live feed, right? It's yeah. not taped? 
delayed or anything? Not no no kind of delay. No, we're not that fancy. So yeah, but you said with that thing you had the option of tape delay because it records it on a hard drive. Well, it's not a it's not a tape delay. It's just you just record it and then you could you use that later to post oh, to online okay, to or post something. Online. So we don't have like an HDR or something that we can <laughs> <laughs> run it, our stuff into and just pause it and have pause it ready it. to go. That'd be sweet. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, might be possible, but that also adds another. That's the other thing. That would add another uh, another complication into the the signal. And the more things you have in the signal are the more things that can go wrong. Yeah. So (laughs) you want to have as few things from camera to screen so that you can get, you know, get the video there. So uh, the first week we just, we went straight from a camera to the projector in the other room. Oh, so you you bypassed the video thing altogether. Yeah, because it wasn't working. So we just went right from one, took one camera and just sent it right back to the other room. Wow, like you just ran a wire to the projector? Well, the wire's already run. That was part of the project. So we have the wire there. Well, that's nice. So, um, so, yeah, the simpler, the... The better it is, the better it's going to be when things go wrong because you can figure them out. And if there's something like that, you need to be able to figure them out quick yeah. so you can come up with a solution. The other thing I've noticed is that there's not a lot of people in the area, not a lot of companies that have this kind of equipment. Mm. And so you need to develop some relationships and do some networking if you're going to do this with some very strategic people who can help you out when you get in a bind like we've been in. And we've got a guy now who, through another mutual connection, so you've been able to uh, you can help us out. You've been able to connect with some. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a new a new relationship, and we're we're trading some stuff. You know, trying to help each other out. So, so I would say you know build build some of that networking infrastructure before you start because mm-hmm. things will go wrong, and you'll want to have a backup plan. Inevitably, in place. <laughs> it will go wrong. Yeah. So, um, so. There's that, but then there's the personnel, so I can't be in two places at once, and so we have right. to have a, you know, our choir directors leading the worship in the traditional service most of the time, and I'm back in the other service. But this weekend we're having a guest band, so I'm going to be in the traditional service. Wow. Um, so there's all those kinds of things, plus you've got, you're, you start running up into time, you know, the sermon can't get too long, because then you've got two services that are going to be long, if you're mm-hmm. going to do that, and then, so, and then we our band tears down at the end of worship during that welcome time in the other room. And then during the sermon, we bring all of our stuff up and just wait outside the sanctuary until that sermon is over. Mm. But if you want to do anything at the end of the sermon, music wise, yeah, then what do you do? So we had to, so now we do, so we're just piping anything we do want to do music wise. We have to pipe from the traditional service mm. back to that room. Which is, that's a contemporary service. So then we're like, okay, so we'll, we're gonna have to find a middle ground. So so you're so now you're sending, so now you're sending it from the traditional to the contemporary. Mm-hmm. So it's going both ways. It's not like it's not just a one way thing, right? It's not just your. No, it's one way. Oh, yeah. well, isn't Tra- the isn't the contemporary where where the message is or no the oh. the, the pastor's preaching in the traditional service. Oh, okay. I we're sorry. Sending video back to the contemporary. I service. got confused there. So, so, you know, so there's all that kind of stuff to think about. And then there's the transition between the traditional service and the contemporary service. And now we only have 20 minutes to get all our stuff in, get set up and do a sound check and try and get our monitors all dialed in and stuff. 
So yeah, Ugh. it it's there are a lot of things. Wow, <laughs> that you have to think about. But so so just so I understand, you have. Okay, I'm looking here at the sheet. You got the contemporary service at 9.30 and 11. So after the 9.30 traditional, you move all the stuff, or you set everything up for the contemporary because you do it in the big the big mm-hmm. room? Is yeah, that the so deal? 11 o'clock contemporary services in the sanctuary. Wouldn't it just make more sense to have both both contemporary services in one building so you could have it set up? Well, yes and no. I mean... Part of the reason for our switch was that we wanted to have a service where we could grow and, you know, we were getting, we weren't at capacity, but it was full enough where, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of room to grow at 930. So our sanctuary holds a thousand. The other room only holds 175. Mm -hmm. So right now our 11 o'clock service or the new eleven o'clock contemporary services are is at two twenty five or something like that. So we'd already be too big for that room. Mm. And then if we want that service to grow, then we'd be way too big for that room. So plus, um the sanctuary, even though we put some money and stuff into the sound system and whatnot and for the new room, this everything in the sanctuary is way nicer. Sure. And was you know, put in the last four or five years specifically well, for my, contemporary. My thought stuff. Is why why can't you have the traditional service in the smaller room? Because that's not where you traditionally have church. Oh. Because you traditionally have church in the sanctuary, and there's piano and organ and stuff in there, and it's the sanctuary. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just think that that just seems like way more work. Like, what would be super easy is traditional is in the, the room 120, and both contemporary services are in the sanctuary, and... There, uh, we're you know we've already started talking about some changes we might make, and there's some there one other church where they do, um, they well they do two contemporary services in their main auditorium and their traditional services in a different smaller room, but um, and then they have some an unplugged venue where they do the same contemporary songs just with unplugged music instead of loud rocky music. Mm-hmm. So you know we might be able to come up with something where we do. Um, more of an unplugged thing and the other services and do a big rocking service and the 11 o'clock contemporary service. Rocket. So then we leave all of our equipment in there through the traditional service and we could sound check before the traditional service and you know, everything would be there and be ready to go. That might be an option, but we're not even going there until we kind of work all this mm. where we are right now. We got to work all the details out of our current situation. So it's been when they hired me they you know they kind of ran this idea do you think you you know can you can you do that can you build teams can you schedule all that stuff i was like yeah i can sure (laughs) and i can (laughs) it's just it's not anything like i anticipated it was way bigger it's bigger wow and so um but you know I'll grow into it, and then yeah. I'll look back on it in years. Like, remember how stressed out I was? I was silly. You're like, dude, now we're cruising. Yeah, we got it all figured out. We got out. this. And then we'll change something and be like, ah! <laughs> but, so moral of the story, change can be a hard thing. It can, but, but I still think it's a very good thing. It's a good thing. Yes. You know, um, my RA in college from Indiana Wesleyan put this up on uh, Twitter this week, he said, and it's a Portuguese Portuguese proverb: "When there is no wind, row." 
right? Makes makes good sense, good common sense. If yeah. there's no wind, you're going to have to row to get your sure. boat moving, right? Sure. Well, you know, in a church, and a lot of churches where there isn't a whole lot of momentum, where we've you know maybe plateaued for a couple years, mm-hmm. we might have to do some rowing to get the church moving and mm-hmm. get some momentum, and then there's you know some wind that can kind of carry us on, but. Um, I think we kind of have to pay the price of some of this, you know, work hard, do a lot of this work behind, you know, behind the scenes, but it might be just doing some rowing that's actually, you know, getting the boat moving. And if you can just get it going, then maybe it'll go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. And so like, so making some changes, um, we've actually gained some momentum in our traditional service over the last couple of weeks from moving it from 11 to 930. It's actually Mm. grown by, you know. 50 60 people interesting yeah just by, so, mo- uh, just by moving the time yeah so that's good so we're getting some momentum there mm-hmm. and so there's just and there's actually just been kind of a buzz about everything yeah yeah which is good yeah. people are talking about church and they're probably talking about it during the week which is a good thing you want people to think about church more than just on the weekend when they come and so yeah. so just even just doing some of those things that are generating some buzz for people yeah get some talking yeah. going people kind of you know they're they're a twitter yeah. Twitter, yeah. which is actually an old expression, but now has been They're popularized. Tweeting. They're tweeting, but yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it, I think it's a good change, even if it's not the permanent change, the permanent solution for us. It's a it's a change and it's a step, and it's a I think a forward step. So yeah, so yeah, um, definitely with getting the room ready for Easter. So I was here that week before Easter on Tuesday night. I was here until one thirty in the morning. Oh my god, Wednesday gosh. morning. On the next the next night, I was here until two forty five in the morning. Yeah, and then the next night, I was here until about four o'clock a.m. Yeah, I got home and it was light outside when I drove home. I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I can do this." But the but a cool thing about it was is some of our volunteer sound guys were here at that time too. Like they wow. they came and they were soldering, they were pulling wire, and we were getting everything running. And we so actually, so you were here like that late at night, just just getting stuff set up in the, mm-hmm. the new room yeah because you know so like in the evening on thursday evening i had a couple practices so we kind you know i had to kind of stop for that and go practice for easter you know you want to practice for easter right? sure <laughs> and then so, after it's over you you're like okay yeah, let's get okay, back to work get back to work one i think on thursday night we went to dinner at midnight or something like that wow and we heard some really bad karaoke at applebee's nice don't go to applebee's on thursday nights okay it's a f FYI, it's a bad, bad, bad thing. karaoke. So, um, no, but but I've also built some relationships with some of those guys, that's and you cool. know, we've got some. Yeah, they've cool. got ownership of the whole project, and you know we're working together as a team in a lot of ways, and so we've come together. Yeah, you know what's going to happen forty years from now when when someone wants to make a change in that room yeah. one twenty, they'll be like. No, I was the one who pulled the wires. You can't right, right. change anything. Yeah, I'm going to be the one saying, are you kidding me? You know how much I <laughs> worked know on how... there? <laughs> yeah, so just remember, don't Go let build it... your own room. Don't let it become a sacred cow, you know what I'm saying? Don't uh, don't let it become something. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, we didn't have another a medium venue. Like, we've got the sanctuary, and then we've got a couple rooms that could seat, you know, uh, like 80 people. We didn't have a couple hundred seat auditorium anywhere like a chapel like a lot right. of churches our size have so even if that's if that were to be the end result in a few years if we did away with the services in that room or whatever we would still end up with a good room that we can use for other things like that so 
even if that was the end end result, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Mm. But it's some of the like the sound stuff is working pretty well. That's cool. And so we've got a, the PreSonus soundboard, um, which you can control your monitor mix from your iPhone or an iPad. <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And so in our sanctuary, we have the Aviom system, which a lot of our churches have now, and we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I like this a little better because. You know, when you have an aux mix like you do on your soundboard now, you yeah. have you can send every single channel right. into it. With Avion, you can only get 16 channels. Yeah. And so you're just limited to 16. Whatever you get, you don't get anything else. But this, you can you can put anything you want in your monitor wow. mix, and you can from control it from your iPhone or your iPad up oh, on the stage. What does this world come to? <laughs> I know. My goodness. So, and then, we, like, we we jumped to ProPresenter at the same time. Yeah. Um, Man, a lot of changes. I mean, you've been here for a year, not even a year, and look at you. You are an agent of change, my uh, friend. Yeah, I'm a catalyst, right? Wow. That's what we do. We're worship ministry Worship catalyst. ministry catalyst. No, but I, I, uh, I'm i thinking, I kind of feel, though, that, that we're in a place right now where we've kind of made a lot of significant changes, some changes that we can build on and move forward from for a while now where we can actually, we don't have to change a whole bunch of stuff to be effective. We can just start building our teams and our yeah. and our personnel and, and doing ministry. But there were, there were just some things that, that were pretty, for a church our size, we're, we're 10, 15, 20 years behind. And there are still some things that were, were that way and we're going to be working on. But, but we kind of had to get some of those. You know, uh, Bill Hybel says that, uh, nobody should should not come to your church because of the facility. Mm-hmm. He says something along those lines, like it's not, yeah, uh, it's not exactly like that. But you know, we should we should as a church try to do everything we can to make sure our facility isn't a distraction yeah. from people coming. Sure, make it attractive yeah. and and so and then and then as long as that's okay, then you know, build your teams and build your ministries and and reach out and do that kind of thing. And then so I I'm hoping now that we've kind of made some of these changes and. And adjustments that over the next year and couple of years we'll just be able to build teams and build a worship ministry and cool. to what it should be. So awesome. So yeah, I talked a lot in that podcast, didn't I? No, good, good but, stuff. All right, that's all. We, that's all the time we have. I have to go pick up my daughter from school. So episode one hundred eight. Thank you for listening. Yep. Worshipministrycatalyst.com, Facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, Twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. Email to David at worshipministrycatalyst.com or Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.